Hello! Welcome to the Unemployed Guide to Survival podcast. If you've been laid off, fired, furloughed, quit, or are just in the professional rut, you're on the right platform. My name is Marie, I'm your host. Here every week, we discuss life as an unemployed person. You know, the 200 job application per week, Netflix marathons, and side hustle life. So, get your favorite cup of tea or coffee and join us as we attempt to make today 1% better than yesterday. Hello, hi guys. Welcome back to the platform where unemployment has no secrets for us. This is episode 05 and this is exciting. It's probably the third longest personal commitment I ever executed so regularly in my life. Uh, the first one being my relationship with my boyfriend and the second one, a 100 days workout program where I lost more than 30 pounds. So kudos. Anyways, I'm glad to have you around every week for 15 to 30 minutes. And this week we are unveiling everything motivation. I have to be honest, it has been a struggle staying positive after being unemployed for three months. And I even want to say that struggle is an understatement. I've been working with this career coach, but with the time passing, I'm starting to get skeptical and having some doubts. Um, I'm getting the feeling that I'm not getting value out of my money. But that's a topic for another day. Today's question is how do I keep going? How do I keep applying to jobs and making every application the most polished it can be? How do I keep waking up in the morning, look straight in the mirror and trust that I will get through this in one piece? In all transparency, this is a daily struggle and the points I'm going to share here in a few minutes are things I juggle around to help me keep some sense of sanity. I just want you guys to be aware that this truly is a mental battle. Half of the time is spent convincing myself that there is a light at the end of the tunnel so that I don't break down and spiral into a dark alley of anxiety feeling unworthy or not enough. And before I start on a tangent about how hard life gets, let's tackle the first thing. I wanted to start with creating a mental space. The reality about mental space is that it does not contain a faithful representation of reality, but an idealized cognitive model. That means that our mental space stores up all our expectations of life of ourselves and of others. It is where our ambitions and desires are. All those things that do not necessarily translate to realistic views or targets. So whenever there is a tragedy or such an emotional and personal trauma like the loss of a job, all things are shaken up and fogged with underachievement and the perception of present failure. So in our mind, we are confused and disillusioned. That in itself is heavy. It weighs on the willpower. It weighs on our motivation and prevents creativity and productivity. Hence the necessity to routinely clear the mental space. 
Give it a good clean wind, open the doors and let the fresh air take out a smug. And some of you are probably asking, how does that really look like? And before someone goes and start thinking about pushing some air through their ear, let me stop right there uh, and clarify. There are various ways to achieve a mental space cleans, none of which involve physically harming yourself. So don't do that thing. All right. Um, one way is to clean around you. A clean environment promotes a better organization of the mind and thoughts. I've discussed that into a bit more detail in the Making a Plan episode, so I encourage you to check it out if you haven't yet. All in all, a clean space improves concentration and reduces distraction. The other option is to manage our expectations and review the ambitions that we have, or at least how we take them on. Flexibility is a skill not only for the professional world, but also for our personal endeavors, including our life goals, projects, and ambitions. It's important to be flexible with those things because we do not control but a small part of tomorrow. The only thing we can control is merely the making of the plan. Like, we can plan forever and put ourselves in the position to reach set goals, right? However, the sad reality is that we do not control every aspect of tomorrow, which makes our plans vulnerable and therefore require us to be open to changes. I mean, who thought that coronavirus will happen? Who thought there will be such a pandemic uh, and the whole world will be slowed down to like almost nothing? Everything was closed. Schools were closed. Businesses were closed down to only the necessity um, or what do you call them? Um, Yeah, only basic necessities, right? So we have to keep that in mind. Coming to terms with that has brought me a lot of freedom. It's like death it's sad we don't know when or how it's gonna happen but for sure we know it will happen so rather than freaking out about it we just need to accept that truth and learn to value today that translates to our reality to our situation in the fact that we cannot predict the future 100 percent so let's just focus on the present Oh, let's let's just let go of that weight of um, the future and all of that. So, yeah, those are two ways to keep a clean mental space. The second thing to keeping motivated is to prioritize daily happiness moments. Pick up an activity that brings you joy. It doesn't have to be a complex roller coaster of anything. I personally picked up piano, roller skating, but mostly I've just been writing and letting my imagination go crazy for a little, see where my creativity takes me, you know, through various media. It'll be different for each one of us, right? Um, This is a few minutes. um, What I'm talking about is a few minutes of something that helps you connect with your humanity outside of your professional career. It helps anchor you to something important we all lose sight of from time to time when experiencing a setback, which is that life is bigger than whatever failure is in that moment. There is a reason why self-care has been so big recently, especially in the world of personal development, living under the common threat of a pandemic. And that's because if you take care of yourself, 
things will come into perspective and the path forward will become clearer. Of course, I'm not suggesting you build a narcissistic personality, which is apparently what those self-development gurus forget to tell us all. Not everyone is meant to be a millionaire and there is no need to fear a little criticism and divergence of opinion. If anything, those help you evaluate yourself and your aim realistically. Iron sharpens iron, not by agreeing and supporting everything, but providing tremendous resistance. I guess that's another thing people overlook, right? They don't want to suffer. They don't want to feel guilty. They don't want to have to work against their comfort. So, but yeah, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. Um, Let me come back to the point before I lose myself in the rent against self-help gurus. It, It helps to take a few minutes in the day and just walk around, shed the weight of responsibilities and refill your cup with peace, joy and contentment. Another thing is to minimize the social media scrolling and content we binge. We don't realize how much impact those have on our productivity and mental health. To cite a few, we lose hours that could have been put to either thinking of something productive, doing something productive, even sleeping, which has an immense restoring power to help us feel energized. We consume crap. And for the little good content we might come across, we do not put it into action because we're too busy watching more, reading more, chasing that fixed sense of productivity, which defeats the purpose of consuming the content in the first place. Another reason why is because the social media algorithms are designed to keep you wanting. The AI is honestly not built to make you feel better, but keep you in the wanting position that led you to consume that content in the first place. Plus tell me, what do you gain comparing yourself to friends or strangers? I mean personally, when I whenever I do that I just feel bad. I feel bad about myself and it doesn't put me in a good mood in so it doesn't really benefit me in any way. So why would you want to keep doing that? If you really want to grow and Um, come across other people's work that will be helpful there are cheap books at a half price bookstore with actual knowledge and actionable advice those let your own dreams drive you rather than a questionable image of success some of these people put out there you know what's crazy that i feel is obscure to most of us They have bombarded us with so much of their ideals that we become confused about what our desires truly are. We end up chasing quote-unquote dreams that once achieved, we realize we're not really our own. I think this is the biggest deception of our era and someone needs to make a documentary on this. Sorry guys, it seems... Today, I'm a little bit charged up against all the fake news and fake gurus and all these people. But um, I'm so angry at them because I've been there. And heck, this is my reality right now. This is your reality. Because of our unfortunate situation as unemployed, 
We are the prime prey for those predators lying about giving a value never really clear. Like they'll tell you who teach you stuff, but really they're just like trying to sell you and upsell you every time they can. You know, the product is their time, but what's your time if it's not really helping me grow? You know what I'm saying? Um, and then they put everything back on your hand anyways. They all say their only motive is to help you. But if you truly want to help someone in need, how in the world are you asking them to pay you stupid amounts of money? Anyway, so yeah. Um, minimize your social media exposure. Acknowledge that you are in a vulnerable state right now. And the best thing for you is to be smart about managing your time where your focus is and doing the things that will actually help you in the present not some imaginary future as a quick recap um, we've covered three behaviors that can help us keep motivated creating a mental space prioritizing daily happiness moments and minimizing our social media consumption at this point if you haven't subscribed yet please do if you're receiving value from this podcast, it is important to let me know so I can keep making things that help you. If not, also let me know in the comments or on the Facebook page linked below. Another struggle, guys, like I'm leaving it right now. And the last thing I want to do, at, at least like if someone, if I was listening to someone else uh, make a podcast about it, about this subject specifically, I want them to be honest and truthful and make something that I can use like in my actual situation. So I don't want to make something completely useless and waste your time. Time is of value and of essence right now. So please just let me know. All right. So the next thing I do that keeps me motivated is to set smart goals and review those goals every so often smart goals are very specific they are established in time space and material they are more like projects you know like uh, with a definite start a definite end and a tangible end product that we can evaluate to decide whether the goal was fulfilled or not the purpose of setting smart goals is to keep our expectations in check, really take things one step at a time and not miss the mark of what we truly want. Say your goal is to get a job. Well, that's vague. What kind of job you want? How much does it pay? Is it remote field or office? I mean, there's too many questions to that goal. And the steps to achieve it are dependent on the answer to those questions. So obviously, that's not a smart goal. Like, you won't even know where to start with this. The smart version of this will be something like, I want to work as a data analyst for a tech company in Austin, Texas within the next three months. That's a good starting point. And it easily helps you focus on what you need to be in that very position within three months. But don't forget to also be flexible. Like we said earlier, because things may happen that are out of your control and the next three months might become six months because a freaking pandemic showed up. At that point, <laughs> you may need to reevaluate and say, um, think about what happened, right? Like why, um, 
I've not been able to achieve that. Why? Um, what can I do today that can put me in the best position to get to that next step, right? And with the SMART goals, we have the inevitable daily goal setting and checklist. And this is my next suggestion. Um, it's a practice all successful people have in common, at least as far as I've been reading. Every morning or the night before, think about what went right and what went wrong and why. And then determine how you can do or be better the next day. Not in the far future, but today, if you're doing uh, the exercise on uh, the morning of or tomorrow, if you're doing it the night before. That's how we become goal catchers, guys. This is the secret. Just being 1% better than the day before. So in the morning or at night, see what little tweaks you can make and set three to-dos that will contribute to move you in the direction of hitting the next target. This theory heavily relies on the power of consistency at doing the right things. The correlation of improvement to time seems to follow a power trend. It's definitely something to verify, but the concept is reliable. There will be days I feel in a funk and I don't want to be or do better. In those moments, I take that as a signal that I need mental rest. Or maybe just my body's tired. Um, we're not machines, so there are obviously times where we just can't make it, and that's okay. Rest when you need to. The last thing I want to suggest to remain motivated is to take care of your body. I used to tell my boss, garbage in, garbage out, when it came to data and data processing. And that's the same for our bodies too. We cannot mistreat it and expect it to give us the best energy output. We need to eat more fibers, drink more than half our body weight in plain water, regularly bring our heart rate to about 80% of the maximum heart rate through exercising, and sleep full sleep cycles. And no, I'm not telling you to sleep a certain specific amount of hours because people's sleep cycles differ from one another. I get a good rest within seven hours and six if I work out the night before. Others need eight, some five, and that's why I worded those things the way I did. The most important is to tune in your body's need and give it what it requires to function optimally, making the hormones you need, providing the energy to push through, and even keep you mentally positive. I have a friend that struggles a little bit with um, emotional warfare at times and she shared that she feels mentally better when she exercises and is stronger in her position to not do the things that will harm her. I find the same is true for me. I'm more likely to be optimistic and execute on my schedule after a good morning workout, a healthy meal and keeping myself hydrated. In conclusion, Staying motivated during unemployment or any setback is not an easy and straightforward endeavor. Thankfully, we are not all at the mercy of our emotions, oh, thank goodness, and we can use the tactics suggested to keep the glass half full. We discussed making smart goals, cleaning the mental space, minimizing the use of social media, practicing the 1% rule, 
keeping daily happiness activities, and taking care of our bodies. If any of this has been helpful to you, again, please subscribe. Let me know on the Facebook page how you stay motivated and what tactic discussed here you will integrate into your routine. Next time, we are talking about job search strategies and popular advice I find painfully inefficient. And no, it's not applying online. There's, there's something else. Um, all right, you know how this goes. Keep your head high. Know that I'm praying for you. And please, also pray for me. Until next time.